Hello there, friends, and welcome to the New Testament in a Year podcast. I'm Sean Bailey, and I'm excited that we can continue this. I love this. I tell you, I'm excited every day because I am. The Lord's Word is so powerful. And what we get to see in the New Testament is an unveiling of just the beauty of the gospel and the follow-through of the apostles is what we're seeing right now. We're in Acts chapter 5, as we just finished up 4 on day 20. We're on day 21 now. And now in Acts chapter 5, we're going to shift and see some eye-opening things with the power and reverence towards God. Getting ahead of myself, let's get going with our reading today and a preview of what we're about to read. So grab your Bible if you can and listen closely if you will. Let's read the Word of God together. We'll begin with our preview. As we, I guess, embark in chapter 5, today we need to look back a bit at what we just read. In chapter 4, we remember the, the believers faced this opposition, but they remained strong together and, and, and created this unity together and had boldness together and they prayed for that boldness and the Holy Spirit empowered them for their mission. At the result of this, everyone came together and they were selling their possessions and putting everything they had towards the mission of sharing the truth about Jesus. And now, I guess we need to brace ourselves a bit because there's a bit of a, a challenging um, event that goes down. We're going to see a couple named Ananias and Sapphira. Watch what they do. Watch the choices they make. And then watch for the consequences of deceit within the early Christian church. Watch for the apostles' just unwavering commitment to the gospel. Listen for that. Even in the face of persecution, they stood strong amazing things that we're about to see in this. Keep your eye open for that. Look for Gamaliel and the counsel that he gives towards the end of this as well and the signs and wonders that begin to happen. So let's uh, let's read Acts chapter 5 together. Acts chapter 5, we'll start in verse 1 and read the entire chapter, of course, all the way to verse 42. Here's Acts chapter, Acts chapter 5. Remember, we just read about the church selling possessions and bringing that all together to support the mission of the church. And this is a continuation of that. Here we go, verse 1. But a man named Ananias and with his wife Sapphira sold a piece of property. However, he kept back part of the proceeds with his wife's knowledge and brought a portion of it and laid it at the apostles' feet. Ananias, Peter asked, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and keep back part of the proceeds of the land? Wasn't it yours while you possessed it? And after it was sold, wasn't it at your disposal? Why is it that you planned this thing in your heart? Have you not lied to people? You have lied to God. When he heard these words, Ananias dropped dead, and a great fear came on all who heard. Then the young men got up, wrapped his body, carried him out, and buried him. 
About three hours later, his wife came in, not knowing what had happened. Tell me, Peter asked her, did you sell the land for this price? Yes, she said, for that price. Then Peter said to her, why did you agree to test the spirit of the Lord? Look, the feet of those who have buried your husband are at the door and they will carry you out. Instantly, she dropped dead at his feet. When the young man came in, they found her dead, carried her out, and buried her beside her husband. Then great fear came on the whole church and all who heard these things. Now let me pause right there. We just read about Ananias and Sapphira. They sold this piece of property. It wasn't that Peter was upset that they didn't give everything they sold it for. Instead, they lied and said that they're giving the entire proceeds to the church for their gain of reputation. And so they lied not just to the people, but they lied to God. They didn't have a holy fear and reverence of God. And as a result of that lie, both Ananias and Sapphira dropped it. Okay, let's read on. Verse 12. Many signs and wonders were being done among the people through the hands of the apostles. They were all together in Solomon's colonnade. No one else dared to join them, but the people spoke well of them. As a result, they would carry the sick out into the streets and lay them on cots and mats, so that when Peter came by, at least his shadow might fall on some of them. In addition, a multitude came together from the towns surrounding Jerusalem bringing the sick and those who were tormented by unclean spirits, and they were all healed. Then the high priest rose up, he and all who were with him, who belonged to the party of the Sadducees, were filled with jealousy. So they arrested the apostles and put them in the public jail. But an angel of the Lord opened the doors of the jail during the night, brought them out, and said, Go and stand in the temple and tell the, uh, tell the people all about this life. Hearing this, they entered the temple at daybreak and began to teach. When the high priest and those who, hurt, who were with him arrived, they convened the Sanhedrin, the full council of the Israelites, and sent orders to the jail to have them, have them brought. But when the servants got there, they did not find them in the jail. So they returned and reported. We found the jail securely locked with the guards standing in front of the doors, but when we opened them, we found no one inside. As the captain of the temple police and the chief priest heard these things, they were baffled about them, wondering what would come of this. Well, someone came and reported to them, look, the men you put in jail are standing in the temple and teaching the people. Then the commander went with the servants and brought them in without force because they were afraid of, that the people might stone them. After they brought them in, they had them stand before the Sanhedrin. And the high priest asked, Didn't we strictly order you not to teach in this name? Look, you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching and are determined to make us guilty of this man's blood. I'll, let me pause for just a moment and give clarity to the word Sanhedrin, because that might throw us off if we're not understanding what they're saying. Ultimately, the word Sanhedrin is a, is a Greek word that means assembly or council. The great Sanhedrin was the supreme 
court of ancient Israel. It was made up of 70 men and the, the high priest. And ultimately, this comes from the Bible. It goes back to the Old Testament where God commanded Moses. He said, bring me 70 of Israel's elders who are known to you as leaders and officials among the people. Have them come to the tent meeting. There they may stand there with you. That was in Numbers 11, 16. And then in the 16th chapter of Deuteronomy, in verse 18, it says, You shall appoint yourselves judges and officers in all your towns, which the Lord your God has given to you. And so ultimately, this is these are the judges. These are the leaders that have been appointed to make the decisions that would come before the land. So... They were standing before, then of the time, the Supreme Court is a fair way to think about it, the great Sanhedrin. Let's continue reading. Verse 29 now. Peter and the apostles replied, We must obey God rather than people. The God of our ancestors raised up Jesus, whom you have murdered, by hanging him on a tree. God exalted this man to his right as a ruler and savior to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. We are witnesses of these things. And so is the Holy Spirit whom God has given to the, whom God has given to those who obey him. When they heard this, they were enraged and wanted to kill them. But a Pharisee named Gamaliel, a teacher of the law, who was respected by all the people, stood up in the Sanhedrin and ordered the men to be taken outside for a little while. And he said to them, Men of Israel, be careful about what you're, what you're about to do to these men. Some time ago, Thudius rolled up and rose up claiming to be somebody, and a group of about 400 men rallied to him. He was killed, and all his followers was, were dispersed and came to nothing. After this man, Judas the Galilean rose up in the days of the census and attracted a following. He also perished, and all his followers were scattered. So in this present case, I tell you, stay away from these men and leave them alone. For if this plan or this work is of human origin, it will fail. But if it is of God, you will not be able to overthrow them. You may even be found fighting against God. Well, they were persuaded by him. And after they called in the apostles and had them flogged, they ordered them not to speak in the name of Jesus and released them. Then they went out from the presence of the Sanhedrin, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to be treated shamefully on behalf of the name, the name of Jesus. Every day in the temple and in various homes, they continued teaching and proclaiming the good news that Jesus is the Messiah. That's the end of Acts chapter 5. Let's take a moment now to reflect on what we just read and find application in our lives from Acts chapter 5. Okay, let's jump back to the beginning of this, this chapter. Ananias and Sapphira, their deception, they sold their land, they lied about it, saying they got this much money, but they were telling everybody they sold their land and gave everything they sold it for so that they could have that a great reputation of, being, of giving everything that they could right and they used that they tried to deceive not just the people but god lying to god as, as uh, we read it's lying to the holy spirit genuine 
heartfelt love and deceptive devotion. This calls for us to ask ourselves, are we trying to deceive God in our devotion to Him? Are we putting on this front to say that we're giving our all when we're holding back? You see, they were struck dead. God does not like deception at all. Ananias and Sapphira give us a great example of having fear of the Lord. But we should embrace the fear of the Lord. It's a biblical concept that means we should have deep respect and awe of God. Deep respect and recognize God's authority and holiness. This should push us to spend time in prayer and meditate so that we have that reverence to God, to commit to that time, to allow our fear of the Lord have a true respect for his power, allow it to guide our decisions and keep us aligned with his will and not our own. And then notice the discernment that Peter that Peter had. He was able to discern deceit. Discern means identify, to identify the deceit that was prevented before, presented before him from Ananias and Sapphira. And we know that one of the giftings of the spirit is a, a, a gift of discernment. It's a spiritual gift that believers can seek and they can develop and we should grow in. We can rely on God's wisdom instead of our own understanding when we face challenges. Peter was a perfect example of that. Finding joy and, and facing challenges. You see, the apostles rejoiced that they were flogged, that in the name of Jesus they were punished because they knew they were serving him. Wow, they rejoiced that they were worthy to suffer for the name of Jesus. Maybe we can shift our perspective on our challenges. And viewing them instead of obstacles, let's view them as opportunities. Not obstacles, but opportunities. And trust in God's sovereign control. Gamaliel's counsel acknowledged that he knew the movement was from God and it could not be stopped. Could not be stopped. God is in control. God's sovereignty means he's in control over all events, everything. Let us surrender to his sovereignty that we try to take control of. We need to trust in God's plan and find peace in knowing that even in the most uncertain times of our life, that God is in control and he is always working for your good. Praise God for that. We should be eternally grateful. Thank you for joining me today on Acts 5. What an eye-opening, eye-opening chapter this is as we see the great power of God and we can embrace that in our life. Great stuff here. Thank you for joining me. Have an amazing day. I look forward to having another conversation with you about Acts chapter 6. God bless y'all. Have an amazing day and I look forward to talking to you soon.